Hello there, misfits. This is Kate. And this is Kevin. Welcome to Horrorwood. I should say, welcome to Horrorwood, Kevin, aka my new regular co-host. Co-host. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop. Uh, We're thank dancing. you so much. We are. We're like doing a little white people dance in, in this closet, <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> where it should stay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if you've been listening for a bit, or recently, or if you follow us on social media, you probably saw the poll that I did a few weeks ago. Just asking if people like having a regular set of co-hosts that they get to know or if you like having a rotation. And it was a 50-50 split. So that tells me you like both. (laughs) So what I decided to do was have a regular co-host, a.k.a. Kevin here, which is helpful because, you know, you develop a relationship with your co-hosts. And I mean, like not Kevin and I are having a relationship. We have one. We're friends. We're friends. Right. But, you know, as listeners, you get to know your co-hosts and learn a little bit about them. But then every now and then I'm going to mix it up and have a guest co-host come in. Maybe someone that you've heard before on the pod. Maybe it's somebody new that you get to meet. So that's where we're going with it. I uh, just want to be able to keep this thing going every week. I want to be able to give you all that content. And the best way to do that is to have someone here who can also produce that content and who's just all around awesome. Thanks, Kate. You're so, so welcome. You? Oh my goodness. Thank you. Uh, so with that said, uh, this is our first episode, I guess, as the new co-hosts or new hosts, hosts. Um, whatever you want to call it. We do have a little business to discuss. That wasn't the business. I mean, it was, but that was the special announcement. And first I want to give a shout out to our newest Patronian, (gasps) Joe Vandenbush. Thank you so much. You are our newest misfit murderino. And that also means you're going to be getting that special little gift package in October, the best month. And if you would like that gift package, you can hop on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Horrorwood Podcast. That's it. The deadline, okay, so I've been saying the deadline for to get the gifts is October 1st, but I was sorely mistaken. That's when I'm going to start sending them out. So in order for me to have everything ready, I actually need the people who want those gifts to be signed up by September 1st. So this is a new announcement. You've got to sign up by September 1st. And the gifts are only for the Misfit Murderino tier. It's our highest level tier, which is five bucks a month. And in addition to that gift package, you, of course, get all of the bonus episodes, the episodes that are just for the Murderinos. You get everything ad-free. So it's really a win-win situation all around, I do feel. A hundred percent. 
Uh, so be sure to sign up for that if you want to. And if you're already signed up on Patreon, just make sure that Patreon has your address by September 1st. Because if they don't have your address, I don't know where to send the gifts. So there's that. How are you, Kevin? <laughs> I'm doing good. I just imagined you going to like one of those blue mailboxes with a bunch of like unaddressed boxes. <laughs> and you're like, well, I don't know. Figure just it throw out. Throw them in. Figure it out. Uh, we had a good weekend. We, yeah. We saw a great show at Steppenwolf. Oh, another marriage. With So the show is called Another Marriage. It's by uh, Steppenwolf member Kate Arrington. And it was so good. Phenomenal. It was in the round, which I'm going to say I'm not like a super Mm -hmm. big fan of in the round. But the way they've done it, it's their new space. And people who are not in Chicago are like, I don't give a fuck about this. Uh, So you can fast forward if you want, like 30 (laughs) seconds. But it's their new space. What they did with that stage was incredible. It's turning. Mm -hmm. It's lowering into the ground. Suddenly there's a stairwell that comes up from the ground. It it was awesome. And it's like fairly compact. So it's interesting to have so many different you know, pieces coming and going out of such a small space. Yeah. And so it's a really intimate theater. No matter where you sit, you, you feel like you're right up in their faces. And I loved it because the star of this show is Judy, Judy motherfucking Greer. Greer. Judy Greer. Um, hello, Halloween. Oh, Halloween. 13 going on 30. 13 going on 30. She did an episode of The Big Bang Theory. Her resume is extensive. It's, it like literally is. It really I is. I went on IMDb the other day just to check and look her yeah. up and see what else she had done. It, I mean, there, she has like 20 things just in 2023 alone. Oh, sure. I believe it. <laughs> we also did try to see her after Hang the show after. we were like kind of hanging around by the stage door like oh is she gonna come, is she out? Gonna come out no there was clearly a, a vehicle a fancy vehicle waiting for her mm-hmm. right outside the door so that she could just make a beeline and avoid avoid the crazies like us <laughs> but we we were totally normal we just want to get a little pick and obviously ask her to come on the podcast mm-hmm. judy if you're listening i mean you're in chicago so are we let us know. Shoot us an email. Let's hang out. Hit us up on social media. We're totally normal. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's, that's something that normal people say, not crazy people. <laughs> We're totally normal. <laughs> We're not like that guy who saw the show by himself and was wearing the suspenders in the ponytail and was like stalking your car. And that's why the car had to leave. We're normal. Yeah, we're not that. Yeah. So we were looking at that and going, oh shit. We were like, that, that person, guy. That's who they need to watch out for. Yes. Not. He, he was a dodgy character. Yes. But anyway, we're here. Hit us up, Judy. We love <laughs> you. And JG. <laughs> JG. <laughs> um, have you finished Mrs. Davis yet? No, and I, I, we finally lost Peacock. Same. So I was in the middle of based on a true story. Yeah. And I had to stop watching them. Okay, now I'm sad for you that you didn't get to see Mrs. Davis. Well, we watched, I think, three episodes. That's it. Of it. Kevin, but I loved so it. so good. I loved it. The last episode we watched was they were in England at that big um, sword. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. That was <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. It gets so much wilder. 
I love it. And I love Betty Gilpin. I think I've already she's mentioned great. that to yeah. you before, but she's such a good actress. She's so good. Xfinity sent me an email that said you could get it back for two ninety nine a month for 12 months. Yeah. But like, I don't want to add more fucking money exactly. to that bill. Exactly. Because it's already so expensive. It's so high. Something that doesn't cost any money. Did you listen to the podcast I recommended for you? No, not yet. Who shit on the kitchen floor? Is that what it's called? <laughs> no. Oh. But it's close. <laughs> okay. It's who shat on the floor at my wedding oh that's a right. true crime podcast oh my god i'm a little late to it because it came out i want to say in 2021 mm. uh, and it's just a one and done it's one season it's one case but these women are amazing <laughs> it is quite possibly one of the funniest podcasts i've ever listened to and I hope they come up with more stuff. It's so, so good. Everyone, go download Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. You will not be disappointed. I only have two episodes left, and I'm very sad about that. All right. Uh, I guess I've delayed this as long as I possibly can. So I guess we're going to get right into this case. Let's do it. I'm excited. I don't know if you want to be. Not excited. I am anticipatory. Oh, that's good. Yes. Today we are talking about business manager to the stars, Angie Kakowski. This case was an interesting one to research, to say the least, mainly because there's just not a lot of info on it. Like verified info out there that I could find. Because usually when I research a case, I can look through news articles, court documents, social media accounts. There's plenty of photos. But number one, I couldn't find any social media accounts that I could confirm belonged to the victim in this case. And I also found just one LA Times article on her. There were, I found articles in like Variety and stuff like that. But in terms of, you know, this newspaper, there was only one in the LA Times, didn't find anything in the New York Times. So that was odd. And if you type her name into a search engine, there is only one photo associated with her really and several media outlets use this photo and Mm. say well this is Angie Kakowski the only problem is it's not her whoa it's actually a photo of author Anne Rice (gasps) what the fuck it's so weird that's in that's bananas who would make that mistake right so I'm thinking like okay maybe one random like low bar media outlet mm-hmm. found a picture of Anne Rice and, and for some reason it. thought it was Angie Kakowski. But Anne Rice was 80 when she died and Angie Kakowski was 55. So it definitely is not Big a difference. photo that it's definitely Anne Rice in her older years. Okay. Not in her no. mid fifties. <laughs> so it's very strange. Oh wow. Uh, So I'm just going to go through the case based on what I found from reliable sources like LA Times, CNN, Variety, the local news stations. Did you ever find an actual picture of of her? No. No. Just Anne Rice. Just Anne Anne. Rice. It's so weird and bizarre. Uh, Then we'll talk about some of the conspiracy theories and speculation Mm. that surrounds this case. Angie Kakowski worked at Boulevard Management, where she managed the finances of several high-profile celebrities, including Nicki Minaj, Offset, Kanye West, the Kardashians. And she also worked on the estate of Tupac Shakur. Okay, when I said those names, what is that face? 
I mean, I said Kardashians and you went narrow eyed very quickly. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's just, I mean, there's already so much that surrounds that mm-hmm. family. Sure. Like, I don't know. I'm just being weary to begin with. Okay. And cautious. Okay. So like all the names you're mentioning, I'm like, okay, so she was a business manager. I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of murder and foul play involved. Yes. And, you know, the people that you worked close with in your career, as we've learned so many times on this podcast, are people you need to... To keep in mind. To keep in I mind. Suppose. Yeah. That's Although, why my eyes went... Mm. They were like... Mm. <laughs> Those names do, at least some of them, do come up in the conspiracy theories. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll get we'll to get that. To Angie would manage her clients' tax prep, insurance, estate planning. If they wanted to make a large purchase, like buy a house, she would assist with that. Sure. Basically, she would advise celebrities on how to handle their gajillions of dollars. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun job. Right? Kind of. I mean, you're going to learn a lot of shit, which, I mean, is fun. <laughs> Reports state she was 55 years old when she died in 2021. It's reported that she was a mother of five children, but I believe she was divorced at the time of her death. Oh, okay. According to LAPD, Angie Kukowski was initially reported missing from her Sherman Oaks home on December 22nd, 2021. Who reported that? We don't know. That's not been released. The 22nd was a Wednesday, so it's possible she didn't show up for work and maybe one of her kids was contacted or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. It seems likely that it would have been a family member that would have reported her missing. Right, especially if she has five children. Yes. Around 2 o'clock a.m. on December 23rd, LAPD contacted the Simi Valley Police Department. They said, hey, we're conducting a missing persons investigation and we have a tip that we need to follow up on. Since they were different districts, they had to alert mm-hmm. them. It's never been released who gave the tip that led LAPD to Simi Valley. Simi Valley is about 30 miles from Sherman Oaks, where Angie Kukowski lived. When the officers arrived, they made their way to the 1500 block of Patricia Avenue. It's a mostly residential area. There are lots of apartments, a few houses. There's a preschool slash kindergarten right there. And it was on the 1500 block of Patricia Avenue where at around 3 o'clock in the morning, officers found Angie Kukowski's hatchback vehicle parked on the street. When they opened the back of it, they were met with a gruesome scene. Angie's tortured and murdered body was found stuffed in the back of her very own car. Can you imagine if a child had happened upon that? Like if they'd been walking by in the daylight and just like happened to look inside the car or anyone for that matter. According to the Ventura County Medical Examiner's Office, Angie suffered both sharp and blunt force injuries to her head and neck and had been strangled. Her death was obviously ruled a homicide. At 5.45 a.m. on the 23rd, Angie's boyfriend, 49-year-old Jason Barker, was arrested on suspicion of murder. Police found him at the home of one of his relatives in Simi Valley, and he was taken into custody without incident. He was originally held on $2 million bail, but that amount increased to $3,070,000 a few days later, when Jason was officially charged with one count of torture and one count of first-degree murder. 
Details are a little vague as to what exactly he did, like what got him the torture charge, but a felony criminal complaint that was filed in L.A. County Superior Court states that Jason used both a knife and a firearm to torture Angie. Then he stabbed her and strangled her to death. The penal code defines torture as, quote, the intent to cause cruel and extreme pain and suffering for the purpose of revenge, extortion, persuasion, and for a sadistic purpose to inflict great bodily injury. As I mentioned before, Angie handled the finances of some very high-profile people. She knew the ins and outs of celebrities' lives. That's going to come with a healthy paycheck. Right. As for Jason... I couldn't find any confirmed employment for him. I did find a LinkedIn account for a consulting firm located in Simi Valley, which is the only thing that makes it seem like it could belong to him. Right. According to the LinkedIn profile, he started that company in 2017, if, if he was the one who did, in fact, start this company. Right. But there's no description, no resume. I couldn't find a website for that company. So if he did own that business, it doesn't seem like it was booming. Mm -hmm. Nor did I find any comments from coworkers when news of the story first came out. So maybe he didn't have any coworkers. Jason had had financial trouble a few years prior. Sometime around 2013, he lost his job. He was married with two children and another one soon on the way. His wife at the time, Allison, was a server at an Italian restaurant. But you can't support a family of five on a single income of no, waiting tables. Not at all. So the family was really struggling to pay their bills. Mm -hmm. Then at the end of 2014, now with three children to care for, Jason and his family moved into a condo that they rented in Simi Valley. According to an article I read in the Simi Valley Acorn, which is a local publication there. I like that name. I do too. Jason had found a job in sales at this point, so they were just starting to get back on their feet. Okay. After living in the condo just three months, they suffered a setback. On Sunday morning around 8 o'clock a.m. on March 1st of 2015, Jason got up before everyone else in the home. He went downstairs to watch TV, and it was rainy and chilly that morning, so he decided to light a fire in the fireplace. It was then he said he heard a buzz, and the power went out. At that moment, a neighbor just happened to be walking his dog outside and saw smoke coming from the roof. So the neighbor knocked on the door to make sure everyone was okay. At this point, Jason goes outside to get a look at the smoke, then goes back in and wakes up his wife and kids. Yeah. He then called 911, but by that time, another neighbor, an off-duty fireman, had already called the fire department. Oh, good. So they were there pretty quick. Oh, wow. That neighborhood looks out for each other. They do. Jason's wife at the time, Allison, said, quote, By that time, the whole house filled up with smoke so bad we couldn't breathe. Oh, man. Everything happened really fast. We were very lucky the neighbor knocked on the door and that this off-duty fireman got the fire department to our house fast. Thankfully, the family wasn't injured, Good. but the living room and bedrooms were severely damaged, damaged, and the water damage from the fire hoses was pretty extensive. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. no one ever talks about the That's after the part of it. Yeah. Like, everything is doused mm -hmm. and soaked through. So most of their furniture was ruined, Man. and what wasn't had to be put in a storage unit. Right. Jason and his family ended up living in a hotel for several weeks Ugh. while they were displaced. Yuck. 
their landlord had insurance that covered him, but Jason and his family apparently didn't have didn't any have renter's, renter's insurance. insurance. Always get Always the renter's renter. insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my um, management company requires it now. I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Fortunately, the community really stepped up. This was a hey, great that's neighborhood. Good. Right. If yeah. They raised money through a GoFundMe. They got assistance from the Red Cross. They received a lot of food donations. So it sounds like they got through that okay. I will admit, I did wonder if maybe the fire was set intentionally. I did not find any confirmation that it was. Sure. It sounds like it probably wasn't just because if they if they were going to do that for money, then I think they would have had some kind of policy in place. That's that's why I think it was entirely possible that it was just an unfortunate occurrence. Accident, right. Because I thought, well, maybe he thought that there could be some insurance coming or maybe. Oh, true. Maybe he wasn't. Plan- uh, this is all speculation, but maybe he wasn't planning on anyone outside noticing what was happening interesting so but allegedly yes so we don't know what specifically caused the fire it was under investigation at the time that this news article was written and i couldn't find any updates to it Uh i will say jason and allison divorced in 2017 and she has refused to speak about his arrest oh wow I wonder why. Why she refuses to yeah. speak. Yeah. Maybe it's just because she wants to keep her life private. I That's what I think. Maybe she's just like, he's not my problem anymore. I got, you know, I'm out of that. I don't want to be dragged into something. But that has to be terrifying. Like, to find out the man you once loved and were married to and who fathers your children is arrested for torturing and murdering a woman. Yeah. Yeah, I would just think maybe she was scared. I don't know. But she's not talking. And unfortunately, that is a common theme in this case. People just not talking. Mm-hmm. See, that's where it gets. Yeah, this secretive. this was frustrating yeah. to research because nobody's just... saying anything. Like, yeah. obviously, it's that thing. You know, somebody knows something. Exactly. It's not stated how long Jason was dating Angie Kakowski before her murder, but according to LAPD, Angie and Jason were living together at the time of her death. She works in a, you know, a very public-facing role and has five kids and you know, he has a, a, he has a family and like mm-hmm. nobody can give us any other information on yeah. their relationship, their exactly. life, how things are going timelines like exactly come on i mean they they were people who were (laughs) visible it's really really maddening i will say officers believe jason tortured and murdered her inside their home Mm -hmm. in sherman oaks and that the crime occurred between december 21st and 22nd i looked everywhere to see what I could find about their relationship, like how long they'd been together, if they fought a lot, if they seemed happy. Like, were they just sitting down about to eat some spaghetti and he suddenly just took out a knife and firearm? Or had trouble been brewing for a while? Right. I found nothing. No accounts from neighbors. Nothing from her kids. That's what's so weird about this case. Mm-hmm. It seems Angie was definitely the breadwinner of the two. Mm-hmm. Which is the only thing, based on the information that's out there, that I could see as being a possible motive in her death. And based on that definition of torture, it suggests he was possibly trying to extort money from her. 
Oh. Well, yeah, because it is such a violent crime. Mm -hmm. There was obviously some sort of passion and extreme emotion involved. And strangulation. It's personal. It's personal. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like he went right for that. He tortured her before that. Like, he made the pain last. Yeah. So I don't know if he was trying to get information about accounts or whatever. We don't know. Right. According to the medical examiner's office, all of Angie's injuries were to her head and neck. Mm -hmm. I didn't find any reports that she had been shot. So to me, that says that Jason allegedly used the firearm to beat her, which caused the blunt force trauma. And she did have at least one stab wound in either her head or neck. And then, like we said, as if she hadn't already been through enough, he then strangled her until she was dead. Okay. Do we know if any of the wounds were fatal, like the stabs or the beatings? It sounds like cause of death was the strangulation, right? Yeah, all it said was she suffered both sharp and blunt force injuries to her head and neck and had been strangled. The stab wound, I would think, would be if fatal. If you get stabbed in the neck, I could... But... Again, there's so little information that's confirmed out there. So I'm just trying to think or piece together like a, a how, you know, what happened to her is, is right. unconscionable and disgusting mm-hmm. and terrible. And I, cu- I couldn't even imagine having to go through something like that. But I, I, I think I'm interested in the sequence of those events because it sounds like you know, if you're stabbing someone in the neck and you're beating them repeatedly and then you decide to strangle them, it sounds like they're moving from one thing to, to another to try to, like, kill her. Like or, they're ramping up. Right, they're ramping up. Or, on the opposite side of that, trying to get to a certain place with the torture, but then maybe it becomes, like, an accident. I don't think strangulation is an accident. Well, no, but, like, if you're using that as a method to... Mm, oh, I, I see know. what you're saying. And then it just like he was on it a too, little too long yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. It, I, who knows? That's just wild. Spe- right. And the thing is, like, we just don't have any details. Any understanding. Right. But the torture feels like, you know, some kind of extortion, like you were saying. That's the only thing I could think of because. Why else? Why torture her? Right. I just... Unless one, you know, whoever did this was super pissed at her and wanted her to feel pain. Which is a possibility. Right. I do feel like money has to have been involved. I mean, if you just just based on like the field that she's in. Yes. You know? And because I can't really find anything about his employment and I know that he had struggled in the past, the only thing that I can look to as a motive is money. Money, right. But it's all speculation at this point. Investigators believe Jason then put Angie's body into the back of her own car and drove to Simi Valley, then left the car on the street before going to his relative's house. Based on the time of day that LAPD showed up, they arrived at the location of Angie's car around 3 a.m. To me, that says whichever relative's house he went to was the person that called Mm -hmm. because cops knew where he was. Mm -hmm. In May of 2022, Jason entered a plea of not guilty. He is still behind bars awaiting trial. His next court date is scheduled for August 7th. Okay. When you said not guilty, it made me think of Chicago, the musical. When the not, not guilty. guilty. <laughs> Very different. Sorry. 
Um, but I know where your head's at now. <laughs> According to her musicals friends, all the time, musicals every day. According to her friends, Angie was beloved in the entertainment industry. Oh, that's sweet. She is described as hardworking and mm-hmm. a straight shooter. She was kind, but she didn't take any bullshit. I mean, every time I hear of or see like publicists or money managers out there, mm-hmm. they look. They're like, on it. They're on it. They're hardworking. They're like, you know, no bullshit. Yep. And you, you, I feel like you have to be in those situations. It's like, I don't know if you, uh, because it was before your time on the pod, oh. but we did a case on Ronnie Chasen, who mm-hmm. was a publicist, and same thing. She was on her oh, shit. Oh, I remember that episode. Yeah. yeah. And and I think especially for a woman, you you have to be even more so, like more of that, you know, boss and, and hardcore just because you're in a room of men most yeah. of the time. Todd Bozick, who is a partner at Boulevard Management, the company where Angie worked, released the following statement to Variety. Quote, we are saddened and heartbroken by the loss of our colleague, Angie Kakowski. Angie was a kind, wonderful person, and she will be greatly missed by all who knew her. Our deepest condolences go out to all of Angie's family and friends. Some of her celebrity clients also spoke out. The Kardashian oh. said, quote, Angela was truly the best. She cared about every one of us and made things happen that were impossible. She will be greatly missed, and we send our sincere condolences to her family and loved ones during this most difficult time. On Instagram, Offset wrote, R.I.P. Angie, such a sweetheart. You helped me so much. Talk to you every week. I'm in disbelief. Shaking my head. Prayer to your soul. And Nicki Minaj posted, Hardest working, most reliable, sweetest person you could ever know. You didn't deserve this, Angela. My heart is breaking for your children. Rest in peace. I couldn't find any statement from Kanye West, who had also been a client of hers. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. And what's unusual is I couldn't find any statements from her kids or anything about them, really. I did find an article with photos showing that a few days after Angie's death, family members were outside of her home removing belongings, and the home had recently been listed as sold, and they were moving everything out. Just a few days after her death? Mm -hmm. That's quick. What I wonder about that is... If the crime did occur in the home, there is cleanup to that. And I think a lot of people don't realize that it's often left to family members to clean up that scene. So there's that. But yeah, I couldn't find anything about like officers investigating the home or anything. I'm sure. Well, because she wasn't, obviously she wasn't killed in that car, right? Correct, correct. I'm sure that they are keeping some things close to the chest that they can't release to the public. Sure. Uh, I think that's really the issue with a lot about this case is that there's just some things that they can't that say. they can't talk about. Well, and he hasn't been tried yet. Correct. Okay, so he's in jail awaiting trial? Yes. Okay. Because no one has posted that $3.07 million that, bond. See, and that's, what's, that's insane too because the it feels like to me whenever I watch true crime stuff, the higher the bond the more likely it is that they think that this person actually did it. Yes. And they want to keep them in, right. in, um... in custody. Custody. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I could see you. I was just going to stop talking. I saw that. And I was like, no, we're going to finish this. Sentence. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think that there's plenty that they know that the public doesn't. Okay. 
it, it does make it frustrating for this case. Mm-hmm. But again, like we're not the investigators and I certainly don't want to like try to pretend that I know what was found or what wasn't found. I can speculate, but. Well, yeah. And I mean, I understand why law enforcement do that, right? Of course. Like, it's tough when you watch like documentaries about old cases and stuff where the media always gets involved really quickly oh, yeah. and put stuff out there that shouldn't be out there. So maybe we're seeing, maybe because this is more recent, maybe we're seeing the opposite side of that. It's interesting because there's not a lot from the media. Sure. It's like one article and all of the articles literally say the same thing. I feel like they all copied and pasted from each other. Maybe it was like a statement or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, because LAPD did put out a statement on Twitter, Mm -hmm. uh, a press release. And so they got a lot of stuff from that. But the majority of Angie's family are said to live out of state. They're not in California. And when contacted by reporters, they declined to comment. Jason did have a Facebook page that has since been taken down, but on it were a lot of pictures of him with his kids, him with his ex-wife, him with his elderly mom, and his mom had posted on there that Jason was, quote, a handsome, funny, smart, charismatic, creative, and loving man. Because moms, you know. Of course. So many adjectives. (laughs) You're not a fan of the adjectives. (laughs) And I do believe that that was posted prior to this crime sure, and his sure. arrest. I wonder if a lot of the his stuff, like you were saying, has been wiped after that by whatever legal counsel he's consulting with. Possibly. We don't know. Right. But it's a lot of posts portraying him as this great, great guy. Person. I never believe that kind of... I'm sorry. Like, Oh, well, social media is all fake. Right. It's all ridiculous. Like, and I... You know, this is going to sound terrible and maybe make people not like it, but... Whenever people, you know, get into a lot of trouble or pass away or do something wrong, everybody around them tries to say how wonderful they were, like when they don't think it was deserved. And I just don't buy it all the time. Well, I don't think that that's the case here because I do think that was posted prior to his arrest. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Just in general, I think I'm saying like... No, I mean, uh, people are good, obviously, but not everybody is no, a perfect. No, Kevin, most people suck. That's why I avoid them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Our listeners don't suck. You guys though. are amazing. That's why we just have like this nice little group of misfits. Yes. And it's just us. It's just us. Don't go outside. Yeah. Oh, I I never go outside. I don't answer the door. Are you kidding? <laughs> You're lucky you even made it into the <laughs> building today. <laughs> the thing that's really weird is that I couldn't find any photos of Jason and Angie together. Sure. So part of me is like, were they dating? Did they even know each other? Oh, God. It's interesting. I mean, obviously police have reason to believe that they were together. Yes. Uh, It does seem that he was living in that house. But is that all that they're going on to say that they were a couple? I don't know. It's... Again, there's so much we don't know. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, there are no photos of Angie online anywhere. The one that is attributed to her is of author Anne Rice. Anne Rice, I think I said at the beginning, coincidentally passed away about a week and a half before Angie was killed. She was 80 when she died, and she looks 80 in this photo that is passed around online that is said to be Angie Kukowski. Don't know how people are just taking that and going okay that yeah that totally is her i really love the vampire chronicles 
I thought you probably would. We're going to talk about vampires in this episode. We are we really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wasn't just shitting you there. That we're it's coming up. Vampires. I did find one other photo supposedly of a woman named Angela Kikowski who was listed as a notary in Sherman Oaks. Oh. But there was no other information, and I couldn't confirm that that photo was, was of her. this right. Angie. And it seems to be, I saw you try to hold that sneeze in. It didn't work. Good job. How? It seems to be that that photo was on Twitter. And so then when I went to that Twitter post, that Twitter post is no longer there. Okay. So it's just weird. It's like every time I thought, oh, maybe this is something, it was like, this page is not found or this account has been deleted. Ew. It's so bizarre. So I don't know if okay, that person. You're like real time investigating. Like I can, I hear like the music in the background and you on your computer at like, <laughs> I'm like two in the morning, click, click, click. like click, click. Background check. Citizen detective. I mean, I don't try to pretend to be no. that I know anything about anything, but mm-hmm. I just try to find, you know, as much as I can out there. Well, you know, nowadays it's hard not to leave a digital footprint. Exactly. Or fingerprint in what way. And this was recent. Yeah. This is really recent. So how the fuck is there not a photo of this woman online? Yeah. And esp- yeah, especially, I mean, when the celebrities made their posts about her death and right. passing, did they not post no, anything? No, I kept looking for like Nicki Minaj and Angie Kakowski together. Like, wouldn't you assume that there's gotta, they've got to take pics together sometime? I would have thought, unless that's just something that they wanted to keep private, like they didn't want people knowing who their financial manager was. I could see that. Oh, yeah. Well, then, because that puts her at risk if yeah. people know who she is. So that's okay. one thing. Yeah, I can see that. I even looked under another name, Angela Cast- uh, Sorry, Angela Castro, which Variety states she was also known as. I think that might have been her birth name, but again, nothing. Dang. Found okay. nothing. So the lack of photos and of any updated information has led to a string of conspiracy theories online. Is this where the vampires come in? In in a couple of minutes yeah ah. get ready i can you're on the edge of your seat kate i like turn around and then have fake vampire teeth in Whoa. but are they fake though really yes no maybe some believe jason was hired as a hitman to kill angie because she quote knew too much because in her line of work she would have access to a lot of sensitive information and people think the kardashians were involved I'm just going to say, I don't know that any of that holds any water whatsoever. I think it's people online with a lot of time on their hands. But there is an entire Reddit thread about this, that the Kardashians somehow had all of Angie's photos scrubbed from the internet to help cover their tracks. I don't know about all that. That doesn't seem likely. No. Some say Kanye had something to do with Angie's death, and it seems that the only thing they use to support this theory is that his school, Donda Academy, is less than four miles from where Angie's body was found. Coincidence. Exactly. Like, I don't I don't see how those two relate whatsoever. No, as much as I'm not a fan, I, I mean, right, what like, reason? Yeah. There's also a thread, are you ready, here it comes, that Anne Rice is connected to Angie somehow. Anne Rice wrote Interview with a Vampire, and people on Reddit have feelings about the fact that Anne Rice died on December 11th, Angie died on the 22nd. They get into some numerology with it. 
I really know nothing about numerology. I think I'm going to start looking into it more, though, because it does, okay. it's come up in yeah. a couple of cases, but I don't know anything about it. I don't it. really know much about it either. Yeah, so so you can go on Reddit and look through those threads if you are so inclined. Again, I don't think any of it holds any kind of weight to this case. Sure. Especially, I mean, that delves into, I mean, people who, I'm sure there are diehard fans of that series. Oh, yes. Who come in and are like, ooh, this is wrapped up in this mystery. Yeah, they do. And I'm just like, where you did you about? get that? <laughs> Although Interview with the Vampire is an amazing book. Yes. And movie. I haven't seen the TV series. I kind of don't want to. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that either. Because the movie for me, I know this is kind of off, to- off, off topic, but the movie for me was so defining when I saw it. It mm. was just like Brad Pitt. For me, like as a young homosexual. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if you didn't know, listeners. Ah! <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Sorry, I shouldn't scream. Yeah. Um but no, for me as like a young person coming out, there was sort of this like homoeroticism between those characters, yep. Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in the movie. And mm-hmm. I've always just adored that movie. You've always you've always had feelings with it. I have. Yeah. Unfortunately, among these conspiracy theories, what gets lost is Angie. Yeah. We like, just don't know much about her outside of who she worked for what were some of her hobbies what did she like to do on the weekends what kind of mom was she like and what the fuck did she look like i'm not gonna post any pictures of her obviously which i hate because i feel like it's important to give a face to the victims because i think it helps people connect with their story sure I do have a photo of Jason that I'm going to post. And as I mentioned before, his next court date is coming up on uh, sorry on August 7th. So I'll give updates on the story once I have them. Meanwhile, you can let us know your thoughts about this case in the comments. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at... Horrorwood Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email at... Horrorwoodpodcast at gmail.com. And while you're emailing us, don't forget to send us your own stories. <gasps> right. They don't have to be Hollywood related. I think people are like, but I haven't been to Hollywood or I don't have any like scary. Ho-. They don't have to be. It's your story. It's like we'll do them like once every now and then as just like little. It's a misfit Monday. Yeah. It's just your time to to be part of the pod. So you can send us those through email. And if you want one of those fall Patreon gift packages, which I'm still working on, Mm. you can hop on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash horrorwood podcast. You got it. Kevin, thank you so much. And welcome to the pod. I'm excited too. And everyone, if you celebrate the 4th of July, have a safe one and don't do murder. And get the renter's insurance. Get renter's insurance. Progressive is good. Is that what you have? I have that, yeah. Okay. It was really funny when I called them to, like, set up the policy. Like, the lady I talked to on the phone. I feel like in insurance, you don't meet a lot of characters. Mm -hmm. But she was super funny. And she's like, so we're going to add this just in case you burn the place down. (laughs) And I was like, oh. Okay. I like you. Yeah, Jason should have added that. Okay. Yep. I went there. I went there. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 